Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am grateful you are spending this time with me wherever you are. Maybe you're on the treadmill. Maybe you are driving back to work. Um, I know that podcast listenership has gone up recently because more and more people are commuting back to work. And so I'm curious to know how that's going for you. So pop me a DM or an email and let me know if anything is coming up with you going back to work. So, Or maybe you're still working at home because you have negotiated a a hybrid work environment for yourself. Kudos to you. Or maybe you are someone that just can't wait to get back to the office and you are excited about going back. Whatever the case is for you, I am glad you are here with me. And this podcast is dropping a few days after Easter and Passover. So if you celebrated, I'm not sure if you which one you celebrate, but if you did celebrate, I hope you had a great Easter or Passover. For us, it was weird this year because it was the first year we haven't had the kids home. Bailey was up at school and Hannah was down in San Diego and couldn't make it up. So this was a our first childless Easter, which was very strange, and I wasn't quite used to it. But what I will say is we had a great time. <laughs> it was kind of unexpected. But at the last minute, we booked reservations for a very nice restaurant in Beverly Hills. And my mom, my aunt, my uncle myself and my husband, John, all went and celebrated last night for dinner. And it was fantastic. We had a great adult night out. It was great to be out again as COVID is not, it's not gone, but as things are getting a little bit more opened up, we felt more comfortable going to dinner inside and we had a fabulous time. So don't tell the kids, but as much as I miss them, It was also kind of nice to have this adult weekend without any responsibilities. And of course, I miss the girls tremendously. But it was also nice to just celebrate being an adult and having some good adult time. So however you celebrated your time this last weekend, I hope you really thoroughly enjoyed it. Even if you were on your own, which I know a lot of my coaching clients are actually single, I hope you really celebrated yourself. This is spring. It's a new beginning. And there is so much beauty and so many things blossoming. We went on a walk today and just the flowers were incredible. And it just made me think about how we go through different seasons within the year, but we also go through different seasons of our life. And I'm curious to know, what is defining your spring for yourself? So is there something, is there an area of your life or your leadership that you are looking to particularly grow for yourself and nurture and let blossom? Because if that's the case, There is no better time to invest in your professional and personal development. And I just have a quick announcement and then we will dive into the topic. We are doing something we haven't done before. As I've mentioned 
in previous episodes, Lori Tab, my business partner and I, are having our annual Women Leading Powerfully retreat. And it is going to be October 14th through the 16th at the absolutely stunning Terranea Resort in Rancho Palos Verdes. I'm telling you, it is going to be a spectacular weekend, and I couldn't be more excited about it. It's going to be an opportunity to reconnect, to replenish, and re-energize. Everyone has been through so much. We are going into our third year. We are in our third year of COVID, and there has been so much on your plate, and we know that. And that was one of the reasons why we developed this retreat is so people could have an opportunity to get out of the house, to get from outside of the Zoom fatigue, screen fatigue that we've all been dealing with, and to really just spend a weekend focusing in on yourself without any distractions. No kids, no spouse, no partner, no friends, no parents, literally just an entire weekend to yourselves. We did it last year. Everyone had a great time. Most everyone from the retreat last year signed up for this year. And it really is an opportunity to transform your goals to make sure that your post-pandemic success becomes a reality. And it's an investment in yourself. And what we've never done before is offered a payment plan. And so if you sign up during the month of April, then you can make seven payments of $289 per month. We've, like I said, we've never done this before. I'm super excited about it, but you have to register by the end of April. Otherwise, the payment plan goes away and then it just goes back to payment in full of $1947 for the retreat. It's an incredible deal. Take me up on it. Definitely reach out if you have any questions. And the link to the retreat is in the show notes. So I can't wait to see you there. I would love, love, love it if you would join us for the weekend because it is going to be fantastic. And again, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to have a call if you need more information. So the topic of today is how to influence without authority. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. And just like boundaries, when we covered boundaries, this topic has actually been coming up a lot with my coaching clients, both my one-on-one coaching clients, as well as the groups that I coach. So I'll share some of those stories as we go through this episode and share with you some of the challenges that other people have been dealing with and have been sharing with me um, with regard to how to influence without authority. 
And here's my belief on this topic. Influence is one of the absolute critical skills of being an effective leader. And what I'm when I'm talking about leadership, I'm not talking about having a formal title. I love when Simon Sinek talks about that title affords you authority, but it doesn't make you a leader. And I know that we can all point to examples of leaders in many different organizations, from nonprofits to small organizations to large organizations, that people are there because of authority, because of title, maybe because of family relations. The business has been passed on from one family member to another. And they do not have good leadership. I mean, we can see it in a lot of different places. And likewise, there are people, as Simon Sinek talks about, that are in lower levels of the organization that are great leaders and have great influence, but they don't actually have a leadership title. But what they are doing is they are making sure that the people to the left of them, to the right of them, are okay. And they're also typically people that have a strong, deep, innate curiosity. They're typically compassionate. They really pride themselves on being authentic and looking for authentic connections. And they also have a passion around serving. And so when we think about those types of people and how they are able to influence, it's pretty incredible. And here's why this is so important specifically today. If we think about what is happening today in the marketplace and the economy, we are dealing with unprecedented change right now. What we are dealing with is inflation. We are dealing with unprecedented supply chain issues where I have one coaching client who works in the oil industry, uh, cooking oil, and they're having to change the ingredients of the oil because they can't find some of the raw ingredients. And so we're looking at supply chain issues, inflation. Also, business and technology is growing at rapid speeds. And so innovation is critical for every company, every organization. And like I said, the speed at which all of this is happening typically requires cross-functional teams to work together, most likely at the same level. So you have you know, cross-functional teams in ad hoc situations being put together to work to solve problems, to work to become not complacent, to work to just keep up with the pace of technology and change within the environment especially the competitive environment. And then you add on to that the fact that we have the great resignation and there are a lot of open positions. What's happening in a lot of even larger organizations is that the organization has become flatter. So either managers are leaving and then teams are reporting into senior VPs or VPs whereas there used to be one or two layers in between, or you have people on the front lines 
that have left for other jobs and you have a lot of holes in the organization. And so people are having to really, um, you know, lean into learning something new, taking more, taking on more workload. And obviously there's a lot of repercussions around this, including burnout. But one of the things most of my clients are struggling with right now is they are being asked to do more and more without any change in compensation or title. And so this becomes a really powerful opportunity for people to learn to influence without authority. Other situations might be that you are either tasked or you step up to make a big social movement within your organization. It could be something having to do with diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. It could be something specific with an employee resource group, uh, whether it be LGBTQ or women or single moms. It could be any of those type of things that you are passionate about and you are looking to build awareness and change within your organization. That is absolutely another opportunity for you to lead with influence, whereas you aren't going to necessarily have the authority. So before I jump into the insights and the actionable tips that you can take away from this podcast, I invite you to think about where you're at currently in your career in terms of leading and influencing without authority. Is there a special project that you're passionate about? Maybe you've been holding back on because you don't know how to garner the influence or lead this project because you don't have the authority. Or is there a project that you have started and maybe it's not going well because you realize you don't have the influence or the authority and you feel like it's setting you back? So I invite you to think about a specific situation where this podcast could really help you today and write it down. And you can also always reach out to me and I'm happy to walk you through a situation and give you a 30-minute discovery call to help you get clarity on a specific situation you might be challenged with. So just know that that resource is always there for you. So I happen to be working with a lot of startups lately, and this influencing without authority has been coming up a lot because if you think about a startup, they're oftentimes just everyone is pitching in and getting things done, and there aren't always clear-cut roles. Well, in this specific situation, my client is struggling because She has a unique department around business development, and she is in a lateral position with her peers, and her bosses are asking her to basically influence her peers and check their work and make sure that the work going out to the client is on brand and is of the utmost quality and aligned with the expectations of management. And there's a little bit of a situation here where I think management isn't wanting to have the difficult conversations or the feedback conversations. And so 
she is being tasked with influencing her peers. And it's a pretty difficult situation because she doesn't quite know how to do that. So before we dive into the how of today, I think it's important to step back and identify what influence is. I can tell you what it's not. It's not authority and it's not title. The truth of the matter is, is that anyone can have influence at any level within the organization. We've seen this happen time and time again. And the official definition, if you look it up on Webster online, is the power or capacity of causing an effect in indirect or intangible ways. And one of the reasons why I think influence is so important is because I think if influence is done well and done authentically, it dives into the deeper motivations, it dives into the values, and it dives into what people are authentically motivated by. And so today I'm going to give you five tips on how to influence without authority. If you go back to what I just said around really getting deeply connected to what people are motivated by, your influence has to start with curiosity. It absolutely has to be the first step. You have to look outward instead of thinking about what you need and what you want and how you need to influence. You need to really look outward to what are other people motivated by? What is important to them? How can I connect with them in a very authentic, meaningful way to understand and to connect with what's important to them and help them see how this change would actually benefit them based on their core values and their motivations. And the only way that you can do that is by genuinely connecting with people and really diving into curiosity, asking those powerful questions. What's important to you? What's challenging to you in your role right now? What are the roadblocks? What are the things that would really enhance your job? What are the barriers that I might help you remove? But the important thing here is building authentic relationships. That is truly the first step. And you want to build those relationships early and before you need to make an ask. So you want to make sure that you're connecting with people across the organization, not just in your own department and really building that network of yours and building those touch points with people where you're checking in with them on their kids or their family or their hobbies. You're leaning into that curiosity to find out what's important to them personally. And you're making those check-ins. And like I said, you want to do this early and before ever making an ask of them. And building relationships, you know, takes a lot of EQ. And nurturing. And I I love what Stephen Covey says around his principle of seeking to understand. And like I said, this really dives into curiosity in building those relationships. So that's the first step is building relationships and diving into curiosity. The second step is becoming an expert. And I vacillate on this one because sometimes women can take this one too far. Because trust me, I've seen so many women get caught up in perfectionism. But when you want to influence others in your organization 
and motivate them to listen to you, one of the surest methods is to develop expertise in your discipline, your industry, or both. And what this does is it really allows you to position yourself as an authority and a resource. When you can use your expertise to back up your recommendations, your plans, your ideas, then you you lend an air of authority and confidence. And that confidence is very convincing to others that you really do know what you're talking about. And it can also pay to differentiate yourself as well. Just like being an entrepreneur, it's really important to niche ourselves. It's also important, important within an organization to really niche yourself and really develop a specific set of skills that are unique to you, a set of a knowledge that is unique to you that makes you invaluable to the organization and makes your insights heard and understood by the organization and by others because you are coming from a unique perspective. And this expertise qualifies you so that other people want to listen to you. Even if they don't have to, they want to. And that's influence. Now, it's one thing to know what you know. And sometimes, especially women, like I said, can get too caught up in getting all the certifications and getting their MBAs and then getting their PhDs because they want to make sure that they become an expert in their field. But what happens is they keep all of this knowledge to themselves and they feel good about their expertise, but they're not sharing it with others. So one of the other steps to becoming an expert and an authority is letting people know letting them know in a very humble, authentic way that not only do you deeply understand the subject matter, but that you've earned certifications, that you have the degrees, and that can also help convey that you have the knowledge and expertise to be speaking on the subject. But like I said, some of it is just simply speaking up and letting people know that you have an opinion and letting people know that your opinion matters and why it matters. So the first step was lean into curiosity and build those relationships. The second step is become an expert and have and become a source of authority within your organization. The third step is learn the organization. Learn the cross-functional departments in the organization and also build those relationships within those departments. The reason why this is so valuable is because often when we have a specific role, we're in a specific department, we become very siloed in our thinking. And we don't always understand how the decisions we're making affect other cross-functional areas of the organization. And when we have something that we're passionate about or that we need to influence on, it's really imperative for us to have that organizational knowledge of the other cross-functional departments to make sure that we are forward thinking about what are some of the roadblocks or challenges or wins that are going to be really valuable for those other cross-functional teams. The fourth step in building your influence without authority is to build your storytelling skills. 
when we think about the things that move us, that really move us into action, it's typically something that's connected to our emotions. So we get activated and we are spurred into taking action when we are in a state of emotion. So we're either excited or frustrated or angry or we're feeling purposeful or we're feeling connected. I mean, when we think about Martin Luther King, you know, he didn't own the civil rights movement, but he was a fabulous storyteller and he created a movement and momentum that spurred people into action. And what's imperative to know about storytelling is far too often in organizations, I see way too much emphasis put on the numbers and the rationale. That's all fine. I'm not saying to disregard that. However, the activation and the prompt to action is going to be when people understand the why. So when you can help a peer who you don't have authority over, but when you can help a peer or someone cross-functionally who's also a peer or a colleague understand why what you're suggesting or what you want to do is so important and you can get them on board with it and you can invest them into the project early so they have a say and they feel like they are also really included in it, that is super powerful and it is the sign of tremendous influence when you can connect with someone's emotions and you can connect with that storytelling. So I invite you to think about how you can bring more storytelling into influencing whether you have authority or title or not. And the last step with how to influence without authority is you are going to have to give up your ego. Because sometimes if there is a movement and there is something so powerful, what's going to happen is there might be someone else that takes credit for your work, someone above you. And you might have garnered all of this power and movement and influence to make a substantial change within your organization, but your boss may end up taking credit for it. And so one of the most powerful things is to know that everyone that worked with you on that project knows that you were the one that influenced it. And while you may have to put your ego aside this time, what you've done is you've built trust, you've built respect, and you've built influence with those people. And those are the people that when you leave an organization will follow you to another organization. And because the boss that takes credit for the project doesn't garner a lot of trust within the organization. So it's just something to think about is that you may have to put your ego on the backseat sometimes to get to the finish line, to get this project that you are so passionate about over the finish line. So I hope these five tips helped you. I would love to hear any comments or feedback you have and how they might have helped you. So I just want to leave you with these last few words. What I know is that you have more influence than you are aware of. And people are always watching your actions and watching what you do, as well as what you say. And whether you're in an organization, whether you're at home with your family, whether you're 
in your community, wherever you are, you have more influence than what you realize. And how do you garner that? And how do you own that for yourself to really make substantial change and impact? That's my challenge to you. So I invite you to think about how you are going to put that into action this week. All right, you have your homework cut out for you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening to the podcast and I will see you all next week. Take care and bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.